welcome to Day Car Pod. I'm Jenna and uh, sending love again to Danica that she's on a break. Miss her, but I've been texting her and she's she's equally distressed about this fucking weird finale, y'all. I don't even, oh my God. <sighs> sending love though, because it might be the reason why, you know, she needs a break, right? Because this this season has been horrible um also wanted to give a huge happy birthday to andrew pods ben it doesn't that doesn't sound as good as pod fiance but pods band husband the pod hu- husband <laughs> that's it andrew we love you he's also a virgo we fucking stan um and i hope y'all are both having an amazing weekend everyone's sending love but uh, this week, we are going to continue to recap this trash fire that is happening. And I'm very excited for the guests I have brought on this week. Uh, we were both so honored to have been on the last episode of Bachelors <laughs> in the City. Please welcome to the podcast, Olivia. <laughs> Hi, thank you so much for having me. I am honored to be here. Yes. I'm hopefully not the last episode of date card pod hopefully i don't curse podcasts (laughs) so true so true so um yeah if you listened to that episode of bachelors in the city with peter and dustin olivia is one of the members of roses for everybody the campaign that we've been working on and um we've just become really good friends through this process of trying to fight (laughs) fat phobia in the bachelor Yeah, it's just been delightful. And every time I get to have one of these conversations with you, I just leave like brimming with joy and excitement. And so I'm, I was so excited when you asked me on here. So thank Mm -hmm. you. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. uh, You know, we do spend a lot of our time in our group chat chatting about, of course, like how to, you know, fix anti-fat bias in the show in the world but we also do talk about the bachelor a lot because you are a fan you've been around for a while you're a big game of roses fan as well so i love talking mm-hmm. to you because it's like we see it in like i think both ways you know we see it as a game but we also see it as just like it is reality television it's real i don't know it's <laughs> did you say it's real yeah i was gonna say it's real a little bit right <laughs> sure yeah Hmm. how long have you been watching the show I feel like it seems like I've been watching for more because it's Mm -hmm. just occupies so much of my brain space and my Mm -hmm. life Mm -hmm. but honestly it's only been about three years Mm -hmm. I think and around Hannah Brown season I think yeah exactly yeah Hannah Brown was my first season and then I did go back and watch a bunch of older seasons Mm -hmm. really mostly only of The Bachelorette Mm mm-hmm yeah, so I am kind of newer to it, but I know a unfortunate amount about it now. I really caught up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As it were. <laughs> so true. But I also think I love this, uh, your takes on things too, a little bit, because you are queer and you also uh, practice ethical non-monogamy, am I correct? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. polyamory specifically. Mm-hmm. And I definitely watch the show from that lens. I mean, it, for me, it's impossible not to because this show and a lot of other reality dating shows are just straight up practicing polyamory up until the end when they're like psych the goal was hetero marriage all along and now you've got to make a choice but up until that point I mean it's very one-sided of course but up until that point you really are having like conversations around boundaries you know, trying to figure out how to talk to your partner about your other partners or Mm -hmm. how not to. And it's fascinating. It really is. Yeah, it is. And it's so, it's always hard to watch these people because you're like, I think, you know, a lot of these people are probably not people who seek out, you know, non-monogamy relationships. And maybe some of them do. I would love to have like a contestant come out after the show and be like, or even while they were on the show. And have that be one of their their PTCs of sorts, but not really traumatic, right? But just, yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah, this is like my life. I have practiced non-monogamy and well, that would be crazy. Taylor. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like Taylor definitely, at, at least mm-hmm. post-show, yeah. talked about practicing ethical non-monogamy. So true. But you know, you know what my favorite thing was about that um, interview we did with Peter and Dustin is mm-hmm. that when I said this, like I basically made that comparison mm-hmm. to watching this and thinking about polyamory uh, in The Bachelor, they were both, they didn't even bat an eye. They were like, so you're true. right, it totally is polyamory. And I 
I kind of expected them to be like, what is polyamory? But they were both like, yep, totally. You're right. You know, I think it's like, I think that's why we broke that podcast because we said some real truths on it. And they both were like, yeah, like there was not a single moment that you and I said something that was like pretty radical, I think, considering the subject matter. And they were like, yeah, you're right. I'd like to think that we broke that podcast, but let's be real. We did not break that podcast. Oh, that's true. I don't want to take the full responsibility of that. <laughs> that's for sure. Uh, yeah. We weren't the one, you know, saying things and then maybe not taking any kind of accountability for it. But uh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, boys. How about that? Mm, well, mm. speaking of uh, silly boys, let's get into a little bit of Bachelor <laughs> Nation gossip before we get into the recap of part one of the never ending finale. I guess, like, the main thing that I just like had fun this week I, roasting is James McCoy Taylor. Mm. What a piece of fucking shit! What a piece of shit! <laughs> silly boys, silly insurrectionists, yeah, silly insurrectionists. I mean, my favorite, okay, there's like it's hard to pick a favorite part, but like now that you mentioned January 6th. It's so funny because he's like, he's, he's still going on about that, right? Like what was really wild about going to his page, no less than like a hundred times this week, because I just got fixated on it was that like the day the news broke of his arrest, um, he had uploaded a a clip from a podcast he did with some other conservative woman about the, Mm. how the FBI tried to get him for going to January 6th, but he told people he was there. It was on his Instagram story. Like, hey, I'm on my way to the Capitol. I saw it. Yes, we all saw it. And then he's (laughs) claiming he was skiing with his friends or some shit. And I'm like, you're the one. Don't act like your butt hurt. These people are like coming to you and you said you were there. Yeah, you you went on your Instagram and said, hey, I'm going to go do something illegal. And now you're upset about it. like wild he's so dumb but like as I said on the Instagram this week it's like he's such a failure because he can't even he can't even be a MAGA person like he's not even good at that I know it's yeah that whole season Jojo's season Mm -hmm. just I and it's funny because she's one of my favorite bachelorettes but the men on that season were the it was just stacked Trumpers and it's just really wild to see what they continue to do and how they continue to stay um relevant in the news cycle in their own special way their own special way it's truly pretty amazing i mean this man is literally since 2016 has continued to hit up college bars in order to pick up young women and you know he literally every time was like oh yeah you know I was on the bachelorette and they're like oh like recently uh no 2015 it's, it's giving <laughs> dazed and confused <laughs> oh shit yeah 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 um yeah that story it just baffles my mind how these like christian maga people like to pose as if they have the moral high ground. Meanwhile, they're drunk driving with an 18 year old in the car and a gun and, you know, (laughs) like bringing her back to her dorm. No big deal. Like what kind of moral high ground do you think you have here? Just, just get fucked. Get fucked completely. Perfectly said. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Perfectly said. Well, we'll talk about Nick a little bit later because he comes up. Um, when we're going to talk about Rachel for a little bit. So yeah, let's get into the the finale. Um, So as uh, I said before, it's a never ending. I feel like the previous two weeks were also part of the finale, but it just keeps going. We had two hours of quote unquote live finale and man, what a, what a weird, what's happening? I don't know. And I just don't, I don't know why they decided to call this a finale. Like, you can't do two finales two weeks in a row. Like, mm-hmm. it just doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you know if next week's is going to be live, too? Yeah, and I just heard three hours. Three hours? Yeah, why? Well, <laughs> I I am glad it's going to be live because I think a lot hinges on that because mm. so much has happened this week. That's so true. 
Yeah. yeah. Oh boy. So I guess first up is we get the official kind of, we get the scene of the rose ceremony that had been to be continued from last week where it's Rachel and just Rachel alone. And she has Avon, she has Zach, she has Tino. And it's obvious that she's going to send Zach home. I mean, we all knew that, right? But Zach is like, hey, let me talk to you first. Um, and they go outside and... Um, he basically is like, he, you know, he tells her all of what we kind of basically heard in his ITMs. Like, I feel like that conversation was inauthentic. Um, I don't know what happened. It totally changed. I feel like this is not going the way it should go. Um, She looked so pissed and I was like (laughs) pissed on her behalf. And I know that people feel different ways about this, but Mm -hmm. in that moment I could see, she was like, you know I'm about to dump you and you're trying to dump me first. Like, I see right through you. And I I felt her anger because mm-hmm. I just thought it was like a little baby bitch move. <laughs> Truly. Um, yeah, and I said this maybe controversially last week um, that like, for better or for worse, I've been in Rachel's position where you realize you don't want this person anymore. And so you, you kind of make up some shit to get out of it. Like, and maybe that's not the perfect way to handle things, but sometimes that's the way to handle things. Like when you're in a situation where you're like alone with a man and you need to get out of it. Like I've said some things that like probably are not true just to like make it go better. So it's like, oh yeah, you're too young to get engaged, you know, even though she's a year older than him, et cetera. Right. But like. So, yeah, and I mean, to me, it seems pretty obvious it's because he's conservative. And Yeah, that's my theory as well, is that they, they in the privacy of the fantasy suite, had a conversation about their politics where they realized that they were not compatible in that way. Maybe politics and religion uh, go hand in hand, and that maybe they agreed upon or she tried to get them to agree upon the age as the story, mm-hmm. and then... He was like, I'm going to turn this around and weaponize it against Rachel because I'm mad that she's a liberal. That's what I'm choosing to believe. I mean, just try to convince me that's not true. Like, I don't I mean, her best know. friend is super gay. And yeah. um, I just can't. I, I, I think it's confirmed that she's liberal. Yeah. Um, so that's what I am choosing to believe. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she yeah, she was mad. She's like, how dare you like, you know. Um, call my authenticness to question in this situation so whatever he he technically wins the breakup <laughs> foreshadowing to the nick of it all in a, in a minute um mm. but uh yeah and then we get the talk in the um the the, the death zone which is the live studio audience no one can leave until you die um <laughs> and it's clear that it's clear that Zach's getting a bachelorette I know it's brutal and like even his his swan song in the car mm-hmm. it was hard for me to watch I feel because I felt like it was really put on like right. I felt like he was like I know and I've I've heard a lot of other takes that people don't feel that way like mm-hmm. you know everyone's gonna have their own perspective but I felt like he knew exactly what he was supposed to say and how to give himself the best like victim edit Mm -hmm. with the best chance of the bachelor outcome. And it looked like forced. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Mm -hmm. I can't watch a season of this. (laughs) I will, but I don't want to. (laughs) But I do not want to. Um, Truly. I don't, I felt it was also put on Um, best friend of the pod. Connie was like, just calling him like crocodile tears like the entire time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Not saying that he doesn't have any feelings or that he's a monster, but I do think he just quickly shifted to like, Oh, how can I, how can I like benefit this for myself? And I guess I don't, I don't blame him for that by any means. I would probably do the same, but it's like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't feel any connection to this, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's hard when like you don't feel emotional at all mm-hmm. watching it mm-hmm. because I do a, a lot of the times mm-hmm. watching breakups and watching, mm-hmm. you know, these hard conversations like feel emotional right there with them. But I haven't really experienced much of that at all this season. Nate, Nate was the only one. I yeah. was like, heartbroken during Gabby and Nate's broken breakup. That was like really painful. 
yeah that was one of the most like authentic conversations i've seen on the show yeah for sure but after that all downhill <laughs> Blarg. um yeah. so and then they just totally make up normally on the on the stage it's like it's so basic it's not even interesting at all he says some bullshit and it's fine whatever they're like fine like rachel's not even that mad anymore you know mm-hmm. um and so to just wrap up zach of it all so yeah basically it is being speculated that he is going to be our next bachelor has not been confirmed yet but um as two people who are working on roses for everybody we had a meeting this week because we're a little concerned and um because of the the trauma that he unloaded during his one-on-one date with Rachel a couple weeks ago um where he talked about being overweight and how it made him feel unable to be loved and then he had to find himself and become whole in order to like come on the show and find love and things like that and we have just like some concerns about what that would mean if he was the lead and the show did happen to cast fat individuals like we are demanding that they do so Mm -hmm. yeah it doesn't necessarily mean that like he's going to take the feelings that he had for himself when he was in a larger body and then project that at the contestants on his season if they were to be plus size or fat we you know like that's our concern that doesn't Mm -hmm. necessarily mean that's going to happen but it's Mm -hmm. fair for us to kind of call out that possibility because that seems like the exact kind of drama that the producers would set up like Mm -hmm. intentionally picking Zach with this as his backstory and then presenting him with larger women and being like what's gonna happen now like I could see that fully happening um intentionally and that's definitely something that concerns us Mm -hmm. yeah yeah because you know as we stated in our posts about it like no hate to Zach everyone's allowed to have their story and their experience um I believe him like I don't think he's being malicious I think he's speaking of his personal feelings and anyone who's experiencing um shame around their body does so because our society has forced that upon us so right. like I don't think Zach's a bad person for that specifically if he's a trumper then I <laughs> um but uh yeah it's more of and we've been talking about this behind the scenes it's more of the way the show is showcasing this and like there's a possibility that he said a lot more during that conversation that would maybe like give us some more light onto like he has changed his thought process on that or he doesn't feel that way um towards other people who are in larger bodies but the show didn't show us that and that's like another part of our campaign of course is unrelated to that part but it's it's that this is the only narrative we've ever gotten from people who ha- were formerly fat on the right show. right and this is like again we'll say it a million times but like nothing against Zach the people who go on this show are used as pawns by the producer mm-hmm. and we see an opportunity for the producers to use Zach as a pawn to do real harm in this situation. And maybe some people are going to think that we're being like overly cautious or like we're overreacting to that conversation, but just know that like our perspectives on this matter Mm -hmm. and we have insight that is important to offer. And I would ask that people listen to these warnings because this is the exact kind of like, machinations that the producers would and may do mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. upsetting shit okay well let's just pray and manifest and light a candle that he's not the one uh, or yeah that if he is we can we can you know write this ship somehow and he can maybe come out and like clarify his stance a little bit more um is a hope that we have or we can like gather him as like an ally um what I will say is I'm interested do you remember at the very end apparently Jesse said there's like gonna be some kind of interactive part of the finale and I'm like is it that they're gonna let us vote on the bachelor and if so (laughs) I don't trust it right Mm. I don't trust anything because when they say an interactive part I think about a virgin cruise ship 
app that lets me order champagne. So, um, cause that was the biggest letdown of my life. Like how dare they, they he literally was like, this is going to change your lives. And then it was like, this is not even about me. This is about the actors you hired in the studio audience. So, um, <laughs> I don't get my hopes up for anything. Oh, so true. God. But, it, but hypothetically, yeah, if it was a multiple choice question and we were to be able to vote on the bachelor, who do you think our options would be? I mean, I know. Ugh. Um, is I mean, God, I don't, I don't think they have the balls to put uh, Ethan up there, even though that's what everyone wants. I mean, that um, would be amazing. But yeah, I mean, obviously, hopefully, Aiden and Zach and hmm. I don't even know. I don't know. It's weird. It's so funny because there isn't any more men from this season because all of them don't want to get engaged. I feel yeah. like crying. <laughs> it's like not yeah and and I feel like yeah so and like that, even if Avon like it, it gets broken up with or whatever or I mean he did already I guess but like yeah they can't choose Avon because he's like not ready quote-unquote you know right exactly Avon basically countered the um purpose of the show oh. by saying he didn't think he could get there in that amount of time and that unfortunately kind of takes him out of the running in my opinion yeah yeah you can't like not praise the process and be a lead you know but uh, yeah I think I also find it funny that if they were going to have like a multiple choice option and they were going to potentially bring somebody from like a different season which is also rumored like right like people are talking about oh would it be Tyler probably won't be because they're they're not rich enough to pay him um will it be yeah you know would it be any of these other men from Peter Krause Peter Krause or heaven forbid Greg um it's like that would be such a weird thing to have all of those men on stage suddenly from like different I seasons. <laughs> I well, I was picturing it actually it on so stage. <laughs> I was picturing like a multiple choice bubble, but I like that they just put them on stage and they like Jesse has to like tap them on the head to select them or something. Yeah, no or we just do like audience <laughs> cheers, whoever cheers the loudest. There's <laughs> there's just like no way that they would hand over that power and ask for input they're not they made it very clear that they really uh resent input from the audience they'd like us to shut the fuck up please (laughs) absolutely god i just love the chaos of it though it's something i'm going to be dreaming of because it would be funny but here's the thing you're you're right if it were to quote unquote happen it would be like a multiple choice and the problem with that is that it would clearly be rigged okay like we would all vote for ethan but then like they'd be like oh i guess it's zach and my thing is like if that happened then we would have to have our own january 6th right like i would have to show up at abc and be like Mm -hmm. can't recount the vote it's dark it's dark jenna <laughs> i'm just living for <laughs> the election was stolen from us oh my god but that honestly okay this is maybe maybe i shouldn't admit this but i would be open to and i'd rather see this than zach i would be open to a greg and andrew double season i mean isn't that true feminism <laughs> true feminism equality dynamic duo you know give me some toxic you know toxic masculinity and some english accents i'm open to it yeah i i've i've turned around a little bit it would be fine i guess like i don't want greg but if it's him i will have fun making fun of him the entire you know season and me too at least he's hot like he is yeah you know objectively i'm not by any means a grippo girl but i yeah, I was like, you're to- you're teetering pretty close to crypto girl. Too. No, 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 no. But but I would rather. It's just about like who would I rather look at? Right. I'd yeah. rather look at him and Andrew than I would like to look at Zach. I don't really want to look at Zach. Sorry, Zach. Yeah, fair. You're fine. It's just you're not my type. Yeah, same. I'm pretty gay though. So yeah, don't feel bad about that. Greg yeah. is more of a pretty girl. It's just yeah, he has pretty pretty girl yeah. vibes. Oh, yeah. Um, and Andrew is stunning. Um, Andrew. Stunning. Stunning. Um, so speaking of stunning, Avon, we just talked about a little oh. bit. So he got himself, you know. Okay, so okay. Well, 
So Rachel goes into her portion with her family and she's like, listen, I have two incredible guys. False. She only has one incredible guy. It's Avon. And um, he's going to be up first and it's going great. Uh, You know, it's so wild because like there was been so many times this season where I was like, holy shit. Everyone thinks it's going to be Tino, but like she really likes Avon. Yeah, I kind of have. I, until all of this, the breakup happened, yeah. I thought maybe we were getting like a Rachel Lindsay season edit where they kind of tried to downplay Brian and then it was yeah. Brian all along. Yeah. I was wondering if that was what was happening. And I I wish it was. I know, right. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Because I just felt the passion between them a lot. And she always is so giddy around him and feels like the, the kissing was good and all these things. But yeah, so... The date's going well with the parents to an, ex- to an extent, but then he talks to the um, f- the gay best friend mm-hmm. and I guess just another friend. Um, <laughs> or it's a sister, I don't recall. I think they're both friends. Okay, good. Um, yeah. And that's when Avon says that he's not quite sure he's ready to like get engaged, you know, within the next week. He's obviously really head over heels for Rachel and he wants to be with her, but he's not sure if he's ready for an engagement. And of course, the entire time Rachel's like in the other room being like, oh my God, he cannot shut up about how much he wants to get engaged to me. Yeah, they Oof. really set her up for that one. Oh, and that beginning of the conversation with the friends where she's just like gushing about him and they're both just like, trying to find like the opening to tell her oh man mm. she's making this, my skin crawl <laughs> right she did this one funny thing when she's kind of like she's getting mad and the friend's like l- the girlfriend she was like listen let me finish first she <laughs> said something like don't freak out <laughs> <laughs> let me finish so they finish it and they like tell her anything and my favorite like random scene is rachel's just kind of like upset and she's sitting on this couch kind of sideways and also she just like puts her hand over the the back of the couch and then when it comes back a second later just has a g- glass of champagne and i <laughs> i like the envision that there's just like a producer right on the she was couch. like here you go <laughs> Hand me that champagne. I am very mad right now. Um, and then we proceed to have the longest conversation that was a circle. Like it was just both of them mm-hmm. saying what they're saying, but neither of them being able to get traction. It was all just semantics, right? Right. Yeah. I it's it's too bad because like I understand. Um, trying to have integrity. I understand where he's coming from. It's absolutely ridiculous to get engaged at this point, obviously. But, you know, age- engagements are not legally binding. Just do it and have a nice public courtship. Get those Instagram followers. What's the problem here? You can break up in like six months. Like just do a little Michelle and Nate. We got yeah. to enjoy them for a while on Instagram and then they got to go about their separate ways. Mm-hmm. You know, what's the problem? What's the problem? I, that's this, a really good point. Like, what is, I don't, he got this far on the show. Did he not really, I mean. This is the show. This is the show. Like, this is what you signed up for. I really think there is something to be said for, maybe they really do have less time this season. Mm-hmm. Because if you think about, and this is something that other podcasts have talked about too, but if you think about it, like there's one there's one camera crew they might have like lots of cam ops and other backup crews Mm -hmm. but there's one like primary camera crew and dp Mm -hmm. most likely this is my understanding of it Mm -hmm. um and so if they're filming a rachel date it's not like gabby's getting tired during Mm -hmm. that time she's just hanging out in her hotel room so i think that the amount of time that first of all the amount of screen time but also the amount of time that the men got with the bachelorettes was cut in half and so we see every single one of them say that they're not ready for an engagement I think that's why and and for that reason they should never do this again they really shouldn't do a double season again no honestly just for like literally that reason yeah I mean there was also lots of other unfortunate parts of the season um Mm -hmm. but yeah I think just like um as far as logistically allowing t- at the it's already tenuous right it's already a miracle if anyone leaves from the show ready to get engaged mm-hmm. um with a normal season and then you add this it's like yeah it's, it makes sense and like 
but I guess where I do feel for Rachel in this moment is that like you know what I always scream at the TV is like when they're whenever anyone has this like I'm not sure I'm ready conversation before they have their fantasy suite I'm like just get to the fantasy suite where you're alone and you can have this conversation and you can make this plan whether it's going to be kind of a fakish engagement Mm -hmm. to still date or whatever and it sounds like in this case even Rachel did have that conversation and so I understand her frustration because it sounds like they did more or less be like okay we're on the same page right like we're gonna end it with an engagement whether that really means like we're fully getting married or not whatever right yeah it's unclear to me yeah yeah how those conversations actually went because it seemed like even after those fantasy suite conversations there was so much confusion for literally everyone Mm -hmm. like Eric you know Zach Mm -hmm. I don't know if there was that much confusion but um it just it feels like good point yeah maybe the conversations were tiptoeing around the actual questions and I understand it's awkward to be like are you going to propose to me on national television two weeks Mm -hmm. like hard to ask that straight up Mm -hmm. um but you kind of got to do it you kind of got to do it you have to do it so um you know uh, uh an unfortunate bad part is that Rachel does at one point say to even that he needs to stop yelling at her yeah, if he's fully just speaking normally. Yeah. It's not cute. That's not cute. We didn't enjoy that. No. Please don't. Yeah, that was that wasn't great. Um even really handled himself well on like literally every level. Like whatever whatever you want to think about what happened as far as like um the way they disagreed on things, like he he did try his hardest and he was very respectful and um and then during the um you know, portion where they're on stage live, they're obviously as well, just they handle it really well, even specifically, but Rachel's also quite nice. And um, I mean, I do love the joke. I don't know if you saw it all week. There's been like, everyone's just like watching her watch the date. Like she, does she like realizing she made a mistake, you know, <laughs> like, oh, oh my yeah, gosh. even was kind of right. Oh, I'm sure. Like, mm-hmm. I, I feel like she probably would have handled it differently. I don't know. She looked, yeah, she looked real bummed watching it back. Mm-hmm. And I've been really kind of going back and forth on this because just to think about the after the final rose for a second, mm-hmm. I know, I don't know, we might get into it more later, but like, I'm trying to figure out if this is like an elaborate misdirect, honestly. Mm-hmm. Because Rachel is literally wearing brown, like a brown, like Skims dress. Mm -hmm. She's got her hair is like ashy gray. She's always beautiful. Never, Mm -hmm. ever saying she's not beautiful. It's just about styling. She's wearing brown. She's her hair is ashy gray. It's like no longer blonde. She looks so sad. And Gabby looks like the goddamn mirror ball from mm-hmm. Dancing with the Stars. Wow. She looks incredible. And I and I just think it would be too obvious if Gabby is engaged or in a relationship and Rachel is single and devastated and like they put them in those outfits that says that. Mm-hmm. I think they are trying to fake us out. And I think Rachel potentially, I just want to be open to the possibility that she is acting. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think it was a little heavy handed when everyone kept screenshotting these images of her just like standing at the end, just like looking down really sad. I was like, yeah, I I saw that when I was watching it. But like, I also do think there's a little bit of acting in there. Like they're going to tell her like, yeah, act like you're really sad. Yeah, I I do. I mean, I don't see how it ends okay. Like, I don't, like, if she is engaged with Tatino, like, Jesus Christ, I hope she's okay. Like, that's just a mess. But I feel like she, I feel like she might be. Right. I don't know. I feel like me, I, my, can I give a little prediction? Yeah. Mm -hmm. My prediction would be that they get engaged and then it promptly explodes and then they go have a fight, like, post-show um at that house with the, mm-hmm. you know where his hair is longer so it's clearly like post show um so I feel like they get engaged but then they break up mm, that's was... gonna be my prediction yeah we have three hours so they have to fill it with something <laughs> my prediction is that Gabby and Eric are 
at least were dating until this week. And <laughs> we're going to get into that in a minute. Oh, yeah. Anyways, God. before we move on completely to that, I guess I wanted to mention. So Nick Bayal decided to open his mouth this week. And again, that's just a mistake. Anytime he does that, he really mm. shouldn't. But he did a like a two minute fucking like TikTok where he like thought he had a gotcha of Rachel because she happened to smile for like a second when she said goodbye to Avon. And it's just like annoying. And he kept going on about how like, oh, these people love to like think they can win a re- win a breakup and do all these things and just really kicking Rachel when she's down. Like everyone's being so mean to Rachel online right mm-hmm. now. And it's pretty rough um, when like so much of it is out of her control. Like some of it's in her control. But it's like, do y'all think she really had the choice to like cancel all of those dates? A lot of that was production telling her to cancel the dates or doing it kind of like for her. Yeah. Um, I mean, Nick's moral compass is like pretty broken. Um, but <laughs> I, so did you see Blake Horseman's comment on that? Mm-hmm. I think that's exactly why. And for those who didn't see that, basically Blake commented that um, this is a tactic that nick uses where he talks shit on contestants or leads mm-hmm. in this case to so that they have to come and then he invites them on the podcast so that they have to come on the podcast to defend themselves and give their side of the story from his shit talking mm-hmm. and it does work you know mm-hmm. for a lot of people so blake basically was like this is what he does don't go on this man's podcast don't give him the satisfaction and i hope she listens to that because yeah. This is just not the platform of choice. Mm-hmm. I would just, just n- not the Vial files. <laughs> Please. You Please know, and, know. I, and I will say the one like uh, turning force for me a little bit with Grippo this week was that he was also on Nick's podcast and I, I got sent this clip and I'm going to try to make a meme out of it. But uh, Nick is going on some tangent about how he wasn't a bad guy for having Nate on the podcast. Like y'all, I, mm, Nate and Michelle, because everyone was like, Nick, you're a fucking tool. Like, you were so, like, you, I don't know, whatever. People did not like that episode with him and Nate. Um, Mm. And so he's, like, defending himself and going on this, like, thing, this tangent or whatever. And Craig, I call him Craig sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Craig is looking like he wants to kill himself. He's, like, he just, like, looks at the camera. And he's just like sitting there and he's like looking down. He's just like could not stand this man. And I love it because I think in some ways Craig is like using Nick for clout. And I kind of love that. I want people to use him for clout and not the other way around, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I did not even hear about that interview with, with Craig. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's how much I am paying attention to the vile files. But and I yeah. guess Craig actually was trying to defend Rachel the entire time too. Cause also, so on this episode, of podcast, apparently Nick like just continues his bullying from the TikTok onto his podcast. And it's just like super hard on Rachel the entire time. And, uh, and I guess Craig was trying to be like, well, you know, I mean, it's probably sh- like, she's in a kind of a hard situation. It was like trying to do that. And Nick just kept on laying like, nah, nah, nah. I, I know because I was, I was a lead, you know, like when I was, was a yeah, I was like, Christ fucking dude, like get over it. <laughs> We have to put him out of his misery. He's just got bad takes. Like, yeah. Anyway, okay. Um, Tino's date. We don't really have to talk about it much. Anyway, Tino does fine. He is he is a nervous wreck. He's not like super eloquent, eloquent as I messed up the word myself (laughs) during Uh, the meet the parents. Yeah, to meet the parents. He was he was stumbling. Yeah, stumbling, bumbling. I mean, it's he's an idiot. They're all idiots yeah the whole family's dumb (laughs) when he said that thing about okay here's the here's the big question Mm -hmm. i need to know this and maybe Mm -hmm. i just need to go back and watch this again like five times but did he say i only talked to my father about sports or i only talk Mm -hmm. to my father about sports Mm -hmm. because those are two very different things Mm -hmm. they're both bad but yeah. it really changes the meaning of the sentence. It's like, oh, I didn't talk to my father about our relationship and potentially getting getting engaged. We were just catching up on the ball game. Mm-hmm. Or it's like we've never had a deep emotional conversation. We only talk about sports. So they're both bad. They're both bad. But no, you're right. The first option is specifically pretty like 
um in the sense of like what's happening and that to me like tracks because every time that Rachel's brought it up to Tino that his family was really kind of weird with her he was always shocked like he had no idea and it's like I I don't think he did because he did clearly didn't talk to them about what's happening yeah he's like leaving that work entirely up to Rachel Mm -hmm. which is like no they're not here to just like casually catch up with you about sports ball they're here to meet your potential fiance i was laughing my ass off at rachel's dad being like oh well let's just ask tino about what happened with his parents i'm like good luck he's gonna fucking love bomb you because <laughs> that's what he does yeah. every time oh, like, oh i know. didn't like this he's like you know what i love you <laughs> they're tough cookies but they adored her you know they just asked the tough one but they they adored her he switches he's like and he was being all awkward and weird and then when the mom brought up his parents he switched into this like oh no no everything is fine no like they're gonna they're gonna love her they'll come to love her because i do i was like what the fuck dude i i also just like it makes me kind of step back and be like i don't know to me it's kind of weird how the structure of the show just like this might be reading to like zooming too far back, mm-hmm. but like it makes me feel like, wait, how old is this man? Mm-hmm. And like, how important is it that the parents are on board? You know, like right. n- not in every single family do you have these kinds of really close relationships where yeah. the parents' approval is actually like something that you would take into account. Like, and maybe that's just like me coming from a queer perspective where sometimes parents are never going to be on board but like assuming that that is an essential step in a relationship is also kind of mind-blowing to me and I know Mm -hmm. that that might confuse straight people but like I just don't maybe they don't have that kind of relationship you know and his parents you know yeah no I I didn't I certainly yeah exactly so that's like that's I'll give them all credit for that it's not like it's not a bad thing I've never been mad at Tino's family per se it's more like it's just like clearly it makes Rachel uncomfortable. Oh so, yeah. Like Tino needs to address that. It's not that like, you know, because as you mentioned off mic before we started, Tino's dad on Facebook. Y'all. Oh. <laughs> did you know that there are no vampires in in their family? Tino's dad wants to make it very clear that he is a gentleman's five six. I don't know what that means, um, and that there is no vampires in their family. Um, and also on a, on an actual more serious note, right? Their family is Mexican, mm-hmm. but the show did the show explicitly say this, or it's just media around the show has been saying that they're Italian. They're straight up not Italian; they're Mexican, and like that is some racist shit. Super. Like they were just like, mm, that's not palatable enough. Let's go with Italian because your name's Tino, so you, it sounds like you own a pizza place. So we'll just go with with that. Thanks. This like, show is what? so fucking wild because they pick and choose when race is to their liking, right? Um, yeah. Oh, we wanted Mike Johnson? No, 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 y'all. Peter Weber is a person of color. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, All oh. respect to Sweet Nums and your <laughs> Cuban heritage. Yeah. Respect. Of course. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 exactly. But it's like, all about being pal- palatable. Yeah. And, yeah. But, so they were like, oh, wait, no, we, we, we did cast a man of color, uh, you know, and then um, and One then when, up. you know, Kirkconnell's drama was happening, I all of a sudden were being very made aware that her father is like um, Ecuadorian, I believe. I, I, I could be wrong. And my apologies to that. But, that went fully over my head. Never yeah. even heard about it. No, but he. But, I saw the, the talk online when now that it's was, all fine. Yeah, when it was that was all peak happening. It was kind of like, oh, I mean, she's her father is you know a man of color. Like, how could she be racist? I was like, no, that doesn't matter. She still went to an antebellum party. Like, what are you yeah. talking about? You know, <laughs> I know it might come as a surprise, but like, people of color can also be anti-black. Yeah. So like. Yeah. Anyways, anyways, um, so yeah, we'll see what happens with Tino and Rachel in the long run. I do agree that there's probably some kind of bait and switch trying to, I don't know, happen, but I just think it's too obvious right now. Yeah, I always, I'm always prepared for mm-hmm. the producers to make a fool of me. 
Yeah, <laughs> which is why I was holding out for Avon because, like you said, I was like, oh, this is a Rachel Lindsay switch them up um, that's happening. And that would have been so cool. So yeah. um, we get to our final couple of the disaster, and that is Gabby and Eric. So, as Olivia mentioned earlier, it seemed like this is all pretty much locked up um, until later in the episode. We'll get we get more, but um, he's had another controversy this week, so that's just unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a big week for Eric. <laughs> uh, I would recommend changing his name and disappearing for just just oh. Oh boy. It reminds um, me of Garrett so bad too because like when Garrett Yagorian um got caught up in his scandal, he he did start a new Instagram like immediately. <laughs> yeah. Cuz like not that a, old one not was a bad move. Bad. And um yeah, but I mean the thing is like I feel like Eric wanted us to know that he was MAGA because he left that tagged photo. Like that wasn't even a, a hidden thing. Yeah, I mean, a, a, a lot of people are not ashamed of it. It is like 50% of the country, you know? Right. It's like, it's not illegal to be MAGA. Mm, I hate it. Mm-hmm. Um, and think it's usually, I mean, it just is racist. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the whole fucking campaign platform mm-hmm. and the presidency. It's based on that, based on white supremacy. But, you know, it's not, <laughs> it's not against the law to be MAGA um, and not like explicitly cancelable. I mean, it's to me, I will never fucking follow you or give a shit about you, obviously, but you don't need my follow. Um, <laughs> and it clearly doesn't want it. <laughs> no, but I, th- yeah, I, I just think that I don't understand why people continue to make the same mistakes. This is like, exactly what happened with jed wyatt mm-hmm. and i think that honestly if you're gonna do this shit use voice memos why are you texting so true. it's you know none of it's real i'm just doing this for my career you can't put that shit in text like it's that so fucking text wild. message yeah so Those i guess if people if people don't know what's Sorry. happening so no you're fine um <laughs> bachelor nation.scoop broke the story thank god instead of reality shit and mm. Um, so Eric was dating a woman for a good like four or five months before he got cast and it was a pretty serious relationship you know according to the woman and um, seemingly him as well with the way he texted her and, and she was a single mom and he met her mm-hmm. kid hung out with them a lot oh my gosh I didn't just know that part. Mm. people people care about that so just gonna add that detail yeah, please um, I looked at all of her posts she's like kind of a badass I love her I love she's like a proud single mom too and it's like super yeah. cute um her kid's adorable so yeah and then like he just out of the fucking blue was like um hey I got a, I got this like crazy offer and then like I guess they have a phone call and then they start texting again and she provided all of the texts and it mm-hmm. was just like yeah he's just, he literally is like I just I feel like my life is stuck I need I need something new because he had just been fired recently and um this is like a great opportunity for me and she just is like but like dude like no we had something like I'm not gonna wait around for you and he's like he comes at it so like I guess I didn't realize that would make you mad. Like I didn't realize. He straight up thought that they were going to stay together. He asked her to wait for him on the other side and said it was going to be like, he was just going away for a few weeks. And she was like, no. And, and I'm so glad that she did that because there are a lot of people who are just like, okay, sure. Like, Mm -hmm. fine, go on reality TV and date Mm -hmm. other people. And then we'll both reap the benefits and like, whatever you want to do respects, but like, she was not that person. And mm-hmm. she was like, no, I'm not waiting for you to go find love on TV. And thank God she didn't because now he's the fucking finalist. Jesus like Christ. that would have been so brutal. Um, you're uh, right. Oh my God. You're right. Like the idea. I mean, it was, she'd... it must've been brutal anyway, of course, right. because yeah. this guy, like they, it seems like it was early in the relationship, but they were straight up falling in love and like mm-hmm. were open with each other about that. Mm-hmm. And she was very open in the text messages about like, I'm, I'm heartbroken. Mm-hmm. Like it seems, and he was, you know, seemed also like 
I'm devastated that I did this to you. Like, yeah, it was so maybe I'm making a terrible mistake. Mistake. Like, even up until leaving, like, maybe I'm making a terrible mistake and like having roses delivered for her. Like, I, I think that this is just if Gabby, if he didn't like get up front in front of this and tell Gabby all about this woman, I think this will break them. Yeah. Which is why I'm wondering mm-hmm. if they're going to address this live mm-hmm. um, during the actual finale on mm-hmm. Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Because it, how do you survive reading this? That, like, he came on for his career explicitly. Like, it's very possible that he his feelings for Gabby are authentic. I think they are. Like, mm-hmm. when I look at them together, I'm like, yeah, I really think that he did fall for Gabby and that relationship is real but like Mm -hmm. if it's if the basis of it and the reason he is there and why he met you is this like very for the wrong reasons thing it could break them up right I guess if he was you know if he was honest with her ahead of time then it could potentially be fine yeah I mean I don't think it'll last in the long run because there is just so much controversy happening around him um that like they might be able to make it through this but it probably won't like last last um what I do find fascinating because I was thinking about the Hannah Brown and Jed of it all for sure is that his scandal came out earlier in the airing it was still after like filming right like she was already with him but it came out early enough that they were able to film that um at the secret house you know breakups uh scene where she Mm -hmm. had seen and been texted and been like there was a People Magazine article about this and what have you. Um, whereas this is coming out now after her and Gabby have, or him and Gabby have like in theory been together for like two months mm-hmm. um, or longer. And uh, so I'm, yeah, I'm, I just from like a, a fan logistical standpoint, I'm very interested to see if they talk about it on the show. Cause like they were able to film that with Hannah. But it's like right. now this is breaking literally so close. Like, oof, are they going to? I mean, I, do I mean that was so. amazing. But like, I yeah, I think this is going to be probably more of a hot seat and because yeah. like they're going to do a hot seat about the blackface. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. So maybe they'll talk about both. But also, just want to like acknowledge that, like, I don't know. Don't don't message Eric ever. Like, just don't and and. I'm not ever going to try to excuse anything he did. But like one thing I also want to keep in mind is that between the show filming mm-hmm. hometowns and now his father passed away. So, so like true. this yeah. year for Eric must be his life must have just like imploded in a million ways. So just like, I'm sure that he has, uh, he's self-flagellating on mm-hmm. his own, yeah. you know? So true. Um, and and he's getting plenty of hate. So like, just yeah. always gonna discourage the messaging of these people. Agree. I, I, yeah, really. Like, no one should even have been like messaging like Kirkconnell. Anyone, you know? It's like just no. Don't give them a number. Don't give them a platform. You know? Don't yeah. like them. Have have good discourse in the fandom, where yeah. we can hopefully make sure the show doesn't do this stuff again, and the show, you know, whatever. And to make it make it clear to future contestants that this is not something that's like tolerated as like a concept. However, yeah, like no one should be like it's yeah, I don't know. It's like death threats are just never okay. And yeah, he he did lose his father during all of this. And I'm just oof, the whole thing is so fucking messy. <laughs> and I feel for Gabby. I do too. Ugh. But speaking of messy. Did you see? Can we just talk about that Instagram caption for a second? Which one from Amanda, the woman he was dating before oh, the show? Yes. <laughs> so there's this Instagram post on her Instagram's public, and she yeah. is like a babe. She looks like an influencer. Um, but there's an Instagram post from like May 22nd, and he told her that he was he had gotten the offer to go on the show on I think like May 10th (laughs) so I think May 22nd was probably when she like found out like he's for sure going on the show he's like leaving to go on the show and she posts this beautiful picture of herself in a field on her Instagram and the caption says 
like how I smile knowing I'm not getting engaged for clout on TV. Little did she know that he was going to make it all the way to the finals. Like he might actually be getting engaged on TV. Like nice prediction. Oh my God. You're right. Just thinking about that is like, actually now I'm like, this is the best finale I've ever like that's I mean it's got something it's got something because that I mean got something oh and I'll tell you what that was what was interesting about the the Hannah Brown of it all too is like when something from outside does come into the show it is usually pretty interesting the way it kind of plays out I don't like the other parts of his controversy but like oh my goodness this is I but I do feel for I do feel for Gabby in that sense because like that's horrible and like that's what she wanted and like you know and now oh my god I feel for them too and at the same time like the reading of those text messages from Bachelor Nation scoop was like Mm -hmm. the juiciest thing I've ever seen I I just like have never so explicitly seen like a finalist in writing say it's all fake I'm just gonna be acting I'll be back in a few weeks like I was just like ravenously reading that just like this can't this can't be real this is real because that's a here's oh the thing God. like does he so yeah I mean I know you said earlier it's like did he did he eventually have feelings for Gabby and like who's to really say but it just looks very bad when you do literally have in text form that I'm going to fake this it is acting and then you're like okay well then you had to have acted this entire way or were you just really planning on only going on and being on there for like five weeks and you figured you would be kicked off eventually? Um, and and that was it. And like, I, I wouldn't fault him, quote unquote, for that. Like, there are people who go on who just know that they're not going to get very far and they want internet clout and like, that's fine. But yeah, like he clearly wanted to go on long enough to like, I mean, yeah, then would he have gone on Paradise? Like, this poor woman. I wish that he had just stayed home and been with his father. Yeah. Honestly, that part of it with the like, I'm just going on for a new career opportunity. That makes me really sad. Like maybe go on next season, bro. Like, what are you doing? I I don't know. Like, I don't want to cast judgment, but like that, that part is a serious bummer just with the new information that's come out. I'm like, maybe like, I don't know. And maybe this is the love of his life and him and Gabby are meant to be together and it was all worth it. Or maybe they are already broken up and this was all for nothing. And just a huge path of destruction. And that is like even sadder. Yeah, because like then you you did all that and your dad and everything and then it's all gone. And and then like, yeah, that's just so, uh, you're so right. But it makes me again back to the petty messiness of it all remember what's his fucking face Hayden leaving his dog who was dying at home it's like what is with this season of men leaving dying people at home I mean I'm always gonna look at that real sideways like even like Sarah Trout on Matt James's reason uh, reason season and she did ultimately leave because her father was sick but I was until that happened I was like why are you here though like I understand the opportunity and like what you can get out of this show but like you really have to like what you gotta weigh what's important here I just I can't really imagine ever do it I would I just wouldn't ever do that no it's so true because look at this you can lose absolutely everything like I, I think that I think Eric should be like a f- cautionary tale. Truly. <laughs> like this is so, no joke. No, yeah. The way you've laid it out and just like, yeah, because if it all ends in this like disaster, like what was the reason? You know? Like yeah. it all is such a mess. Yeah. yeah like if anyone ever says question. what's the worst that could happen, just point at <laughs> Eric Schwer. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> Oh, wowie. Um, well, that's pretty much it. Oh, no, sorry. I guess we'll just briefly mention it is it, it. Of course, the mess of his him and Gabby right now is that after a good date with her, her family or whatever, they have the nighttime portion and he like is like, hey, I don't. Um, I want to date you. I want to date you. 
and like now in hindsight with what we know about him and this woman it's like was he trying at the very last minute to like still be like okay I didn't I didn't I didn't lie the worst right like I didn't ruin this woman's like chance of getting engaged I'm gonna pull out I'm gonna back out a little bit and we're not gonna get engaged because I do know that's serious to some people and I would hate to like take that from her Mm. knowing that I'm not here for the right reasons okay you know like in hotel rooms where there's those curtains Mm -hmm. that are like that are like ripple like Mm -hmm. that kind of I'm doing something with my hand sorry podcast listeners (laughs) but were they like talking in between that kind of a curtain and like a window that's what it looked like to me I was Mm -hmm. like are they trying to like hide behind a window because it felt like one of these conversations that they thought was private and like mm-hmm. he was saying like I just want to date you and I like did they know they were being recorded in that moment I wonder like yeah. obviously they're always being recorded and mm-hmm. they should know that mm-hmm. but like mm-hmm. it felt like yeah. the it felt like maybe they were hoping that they weren't and that he was saying the quiet part out loud for the first time yeah because then like when she's walking down the hallway with her producers and she's telling them like what happened like yeah that would make me think that they weren't like she didn't think they were listening right um, right and she's like oh my god he just told me he only wants to date and oh my god my favorite part is like when she's walking out, out of that hotel room they go through the kitchen of the hotel suite and there's just like <laughs> PAs eating <laughs> what's happening (laughs) they're like we're working 16 hour days please don't record us like we're hungry yeah like please unionize um so (laughs) as a former pa i feel for them (laughs) so funny um so we'll see what happens with this i mean so as you can see y'all we talked about it there's a lot to be wrapped up figuratively in the in this finale whether they will actually address a lot of this on stage or not be yet to be seen the previews show you know it's all confusing to me because then it, there's like scenes where they're showing them both being like we're getting engaged, we're about to get engaged. yeah they both are the, like, are you, you know yeah and like for the longest time the previews didn't show gabby at the um the proposal platform and then of course we did get a shot of that this last preview so i'm just like okay what is happening oh yeah oh okay I, I'm wondering where they're going to do the proposal. Can I share some, like, location tea mm-hmm. real quick? Oh, right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, like, I've been to this resort where they're shooting a few times. And <laughs> it's funny because they're branding. And they're branding. They're really into proposals. They're, like, branded mm-hmm. that way. Like, come to Vedanta and get engaged. And I knew that this, this is not why I went there. This is a coincidence. But, like, I knew that this place was the place where they filmed Bachelor in Paradise dates. Like sometimes you'll see the Vedanta sign and we'd get, my partner and I would get like very excited. But oh, we've been there. But this is the first time that they've filmed like full ass. They are staying at the resort. And when they do the wine shots, we're like, that was the building we stayed in. Like we've been there. Um, so I'm trying to picture like, where are they going to do these engagements? There's this perfect like boardwalk that goes out into the water I wonder if they're gonna do it there because they always have to have that like what Gore calls the path of pain where they like do this long treacherous walk Mm -hmm. up to the proposal Mm -hmm. so I think it might be on a boardwalk but maybe not because the preview didn't sit it looked kind of like it was like near some walls like there's Mm -hmm. walls or at least on one of them that might be metaphorical yeah fair they built them yeah Yeah, and also they could even easily build the walls right like they you know they aren't there in the reality but they are there for the bachelorette yeah 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 Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah i miss a good walk of pain i mean michelle's was fucking iconic they made him go down those steps into the ocean oh my god that was so good (laughs) sometimes the engagements are so brutal with the sound and the wind yeah so where they like and the Mm -hmm. sun and sometimes they just look terrible they're just getting like battered by the elements so trying to like get engaged oh my god so yeah i mean maybe a wall would be good um i mean i still think about rachel (laughs) lindsay remember rachel lindsay she's on this top of like this castle in italy and it's like the wind is so brutal i I needed a wall um yeah so we'll see how that all goes down i do love that you have a little bit of insider information um and i look forward to hearing from you in the group chat 
where it is <laughs> when when you spot it. <laughs> and they'd be like, yep, I drink a pina colada right there on that palapa. Uh, that's so good. Um, <laughs> well, thank you so much for doing this with me. This was really fun. So fun. Yes. Anytime. Okay, yes. And I'm probably going to have you back definitely for some paradise recapping. I am so excited about paradise. <laughs> it's, it's truly just the best one. Almost paradise. <laughs> We're uh, totally out of sync. <laughs> People hate this. So yeah, and I guess do we have any final thing to say about roses for everybody that we want to say since we're here? I don't know. Just please say. Yeah, it. I mean, like if you listen to Date Card Pod and you haven't signed that petition yet, that's what's probably, going on? Yeah, Go that's sign probably, the petition. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but honestly, yeah, we just so appreciate everyone's support. It's been honestly like a joy to work on and to Mm -hmm. have these important conversations all the time and just keep the momentum going and keep making noise, keep tweeting with us and sharing our stuff. Like all of that engagement is super helpful and yeah, we hope we can see some change next season. Fingers crossed. Yeah. We'll see what happens. That is something that we talk a lot about in our group chats is how much we really wish more people would engage with it. Um, yeah. uh, Date card pod fans are doing great. They're always commenting and having a good time. But yeah, like, I don't know if you're besties with somebody who's doing commentary in the franchise and they haven't really talked about it much lately. Just like, just like, I don't know, tag them or just gently be like, hey, do you still like... You know, I don't know. It's just it, this is like not a one and done thing. This is a long journey we have to go on, and we need continued support. So yeah, engage with it if you can. Um, but yeah, it's been it really has been a fucking pleasure, and I'm it's been really a, a shining star, really to be honest, in my life. Um, mm-hmm. ever since Me we too. started it, so I'm just really grateful, and can't wait to come and visit you in Seattle soon. I know we're gonna we're gonna get together. We're going to do karaoke with Melanie Field from League of Their Own. You know, that's something that is in our future. And <laughs> you can all be jealous about it. So. Yes, we'll, we'll take lots of videos. Um, with <laughs> that, uh, thank you all for listening again and make getting through this season with us. This is season 11 of Descartes and um, season 10,000 of The Bachelor. And we <laughs> um, we just ever, ever so appreciate you continuing to be here with us and leaving good reviews and having fun in the the comment sections of my unhinged memes it means everything so thank you all so much bye thank you for listening to Descartes pod make sure you're following us on instagram at Descartes pod and follow your hosts at jenna with a smile and at drunk feminist Descartes pod is produced by andrew olson you can follow him on instagram at androne Our music is by Jet Overly. Follow and support him on Instagram at JettyBoyJames. And our logo design is by Michaela Jane. You can find her work at MichaelaJane.com and on Instagram at MichaelaJane. Drop a review on iTunes if you're nasty like that. Bye! Bye. Hello, hello. It's me, the ghost who haunts your phone. Just kidding, it's actually me, Avalon, the host of Boohaha, which is a thing that I do. A podcast, if you will, that happens some weeks, not all. Don't wait up, it's fine, we'll call you. Shut up. Anyway, it's about ghosts and tangents. Mostly tangents, if I'm being entirely honest. So join me each and every week-ish as I gather the funniest people I know to a campfire that I build in my living room and then regale them with spooky tales of boogans and googas. Oh, also, it's a comedy podcast, if that wasn't clear from the vibe, you know. For more podcasts like the one you just listened to, go to SoBelowMedia.com. This, this is As Above, So Below.